This podcast is for general information only. It is not intended as a substitute for general health care services. If you have medical conditions, you need to see your doctor. Use of this information is at the user's own risk. Welcome to FitRx with Dr. Greg Dennis. Join me as we challenge the standard sick model of healthcare. This is your source for everything health, wellness, prevention, fitness, biohacking, and more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of FitRx. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone that if you do not have a wearable, uh, some type of wearable technology that's helping with your overall health and fitness journey, you need to get one. I happen to prefer Whoop. I've had others, uh, but I really love my Whoop strap that gives me quantifiable data about my sleep so that I can change things and see what helps. It also gives me a readiness score each morning. Want to learn more about that? You can go back to my podcast where I interviewed somebody from Whoop and just learn all about it. If you're interested in getting one, you can uh, get one month for free by using my code. Go to join.whoop.com slash fitrx, F-I-T-R-X. Okay, so Today, I am joined by Jacob Craig. He is a researcher and writer on experts in various spaces related to self-improvement. He studies experts that have helped thousands of people through their books, podcasts, coaching programs, and social media platforms. And after researching them for months at a time, he gets to know the foundation of their work, the ins and outs of their programs, and tips from each of them. He wrote a book, which is what we're going to talk about today, titled Inspiring Leaders in Health and Wellness. So, Jacob, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Greg. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to speak to you. Uh, One quick thing, it's Inspiring Leaders in Health and Fitness. Oh, I apologize. Okay, Inspiring Leaders in Health and Fitness. Yeah, but thank you so much for reaching out. It's awesome that you, uh, you reached out to me and wanted to talk about the book. Um, Definitely, you know, great to hear that you got you know, enough takeaways and uh, wanted to chat with me. So I look forward to our discussion. Yeah. So I guess what caught my eye uh, with this book is just the, uh, the individuals that you chose and all of them are ones that I am pretty familiar with. And a lot of them uh, I've learned from over the years that Mm -hmm. uh, kind of shaped me in doing what I do. And so before we get into, to all the, the individuals, I'm just curious you know, what was your motivation in writing this book? Great, great idea, by the way. Uh, but, but what was your motivation in writing this book? And then how did you go about choosing the individuals that you studied? Okay. So I hit a point in my life where I wasn't happy with where I was uh, with my health and fitness. I think, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, going through high school, obviously middle school, younger ages, you don't really need to worry about, you know, making sure everything's perfect. And, you know, you can really eat however you want to eat. And, you know, I was eating so much candy, things like that when I was younger and had no, no issues whatsoever and was able to, you know, run around like crazy, do whatever I want to. Um, And as we grow older and as we, you know, I hit about, you know, my early twenties and I realized that that wasn't, what, what, what I was doing wasn't working anymore. So I needed to adjust it. And I really wanted to think of the best way for me to find a, 
uh, diet and exercise plan that works for me. Um, and I was listening to, you know, motivational speakers at the time, which include Eric Thomas and uh, Jocko Willink, two very different people with uh, lots of great information to share as well. Uh, Eric Thomas's go-to health person, if you don't know, he's a huge motivational speaker, Eric, and his, uh, his go-to person for health and fitness type things is Sean Stevenson. So that's who I started out with. So I wanted to dive into, um, so I, I decided to really focus on experts in the space. And I found that the podcast space is where, where it is now. Um, and just the amount of information we can find from people. There's so many people out there just trying to give as much value uh, to people and help as many people as possible. And that's really, you know, one of the amazing uh, takeaways that I got as I was uh, developing this book is just how many people there are out there doing similar things as Sean. And Sean was a great person to start with because he's very general. He's known as the sleep expert, but he also gives great information on nutrition um, and just overall health and wellness. Um, and so, yeah, I started with Sean and he uh, interviews thousands of people on his podcast. And so I got to learn a bunch of different names and then kind of choose what direction and who I connect with the most and what kind of information I was looking for. Um, and I tried to also get a as much variety as I could. So I tried to get, you know, make sure I have physical therapy, nutrition, and strength and conditioning all in there. So uh, whatever people are looking for to improve on, they can find, you know, a little tip that can, that can help them. Awesome. Okay. I, I noticed I did not make the list. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I love what you're doing though. I just checking out your website and love uh, your work and, you know, the fact that you saw something wrong and reason to change that and try to help people with diet and exercise rather than uh, medications. Yeah, so. I appreciate that. So, okay, well, let's get into the book and, and maybe the, the individual. So uh, sure. the, the first one, and, and you've kind of already mentioned him, is Sean Stevenson. Uh, I wasn't as familiar with him as the other ones, although I've heard of him. Uh, I don't believe I've read any of his books, but talk about, again, you, you mentioned him briefly, but, but talk about maybe what you've learned from him. Uh, I know he has his own podcast, has written some books known as a sleep expert. So um, in studying him, just what are some of the highlights that, that you got from him? Sure, sure. So Sean, uh, just an amazing individual, connects with so many people. Uh, if you look up his podcast, The Model Health Show, um, he has been a big name in the space for so long, really since podcasts got started, he's been at the top of the health and fitness charts. And it's because he has master classes on a bunch of different things from water to heart health and things like that. Um, and so, and he has a bunch of uh, ways that he just connects with people. He's very personable um, and he just gives great information that can really help you um, on your health and fitness journey. So he was a great person to start with and gave, you know, just a great variety of general information. And the basis of what he talks about, if you look at his books, uh, Sleep Smarter, and he has his newest book, Eat Smarter, um, and his podcast, 
a lot of the basis of what he talks about is hormones. The fact that hormones affect everything we do and affect our energy levels of the day and how you know prepared we are for the day. And it affects our sleep, which is then going to just affect everything, our moods and just our overall health um, and our mental health as well. Um, so the two main hormones, some takeaways you can get from this are uh, melatonin and cortisol. So cortisol is what, you know, helps you wake up in the morning that, you know, being able to walk outside and get some uh, fresh sunlight actually, you know, increases your cortisol. So that's why you feel more awake. Um, and so being able to control your cortisol levels and your melatonin will not only improve your energy levels during the day, but will improve your sleep at night. Um, and he is known as the sleep expert. His big first book was Sleep Smarter. So I'll give you also a tip on sleep. Um, so he suggests, and this, this is a nifty tool that actually helped me, is knowing that sleep cycles are typically 90 minutes long. So you've heard, I'm sure you've heard that eight hours is you know the optimum amount of sleep that we can get. He would argue that it's not because it doesn't fall um, in the right range. So basically that 90 minute sleep uh, cycle goes from non-REM to deep to REM sleep. And then it cycles back non-REM deep and then REM. And basically what it is, is your heart rate and body temperature is slowly going down in non-REM. And so it's the lowest and you're the coolest during your deep sleep cycle. And then it rises back up during your, uh, during your REM. So then it returns back to normal and you're at your lightest stage of sleep right between uh, REM and non-REM, non right when your cycle is ending. So waking up at that time makes you feel less groggy, makes things, you know, makes it easier to get up in the morning. So that's a great, you know, great way to kind of hack your sleep. And everybody's a little different. Um, I, I've used my Apple Watch to kind of test my sleep cycles. And there's a couple apps, I can't remember the name that I was using to analyze my sleep, but it kind of it told me that it does fluctuate. And I think I lean more towards like a hundred minutes for my sleep cycle, just from looking at that for about a month straight. Um, and I'm sure depending, I'm sure it's always changing. So it's somewhere between 80 and hundred minutes, but either way around 90 minutes, you're hitting that, uh, that optimum area of temperature and heart rate. So that's a cool little hack. Yeah. And I, I mentioned the whoop strap at the beginning of the show, it does the same thing. Um, and it, and it tracks the amount of deep sleep rim, you know, light sleep. And so you can kind of see that cycle. Um, yeah, just kind of looking over his stuff a little bit. I mean, he's obviously real big on the circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's a real important tool that a lot of people miss is that we just, we don't stay in a rhythm, you know, we're in an office setting and I'm guilty of that. We're under fluorescent lights. We're not getting enough natural sunlight and, you know, and then people are on their electronic devices at night right. and, they, and then they wonder why, you know, they're not sleeping well. And so yeah. to, to help, you know, with that natural circadian rhythm of getting as much natural sunlight uh, early in the morning, if you can getting off blue light in the evening. And if you can't, wear blue light blocking glasses. This is what I tell people just getting in a good, uh, uh, sleep ritual can, you know, can really move the needle a lot. 
Right, right. And a lot of people don't realize that every phone, every computer nowadays has a setting where you can set a red light at a certain time. So I have it uh, around eight o'clock every night that it changes to a red light filter. So that blue light uh, doesn't bother my eyes as much, doesn't bother my sleep as much when I'm looking at my phone. Um, and yeah, blue light blocking glasses are huge nowadays as well. If you're always looking at a computer, um, you know, that's a great thing to look into as well. And that can help your sleep too. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so the next guy you studied was Dr. Stephen Gundry, a previous cardiothoracic surgeon, very familiar with him. I've read, I believe most, if not all of his books, hmm. uh, I'm, I, I'm trying to get him on him on the podcast, but, uh, so he's known for, uh, books such as the diet evolution, the plant paradox, the longevity paradox, and then his most recent one, the energy paradox. Mm -hmm. uh, his big thing is lectins, uh, as well as some fasting, uh, intermittent fasting or time restricted eating. So, uh, how did you discover him? And uh, what are, you know, what did you maybe get out of uh, his works? Yeah, so I, I heard him on a few podcasts, and liked the way that he talks about things and how uh, like yourself, was in the medical field and decided to um, exit and really help people through dieting um, and finding natural ways to uh, to help people rather than through medications. Um, and he's doing amazing things. And he still has, he runs a uh, clinic still. So he's still helping people in person as well. And so he wants to, you know, make sure that he continues with his practice and is always learning through that as well. He's not just teaching um, and it's, it's really, he's an amazing person to learn from. I think a lot of his, uh, his work relates to people with autoimmune diseases and things like that, but you can also uh, learn a lot from him about the value of a plant-based diet and things like that. And so he, you know, for me, he really just educated me on the value of eating organic, eating plant-based foods and, um, he controls, you know, he says to kind of keep your meat portions to, I believe, six to eight ounces a day um, and to eat mostly plants. And he also um, is very enthusiastic about uh, olive oil, you may know, um, and just the natural benefits and the polyphenols that come in olive oil um, and how that helps with your brain health and things like that. And it's really, you know, really incredible and just encourages people to eat more fresh natural foods. And that's always, always a great thing. Um, and something that all these people really study, a lot of them kind of push more towards the, uh, eating fat for fuel rather than carbohydrates. I think, I think, you know, there's, there's something to be said about that is I think carbohydrates are so easy to overeat. So if you start, cutting that down and just start eating more um, natural, fresh foods, you'll find that you have more energy throughout the day. You're eating less, but have more energy. It's kind of a strange uh, conundrum, but yeah. So he's just somebody great to learn from. I highly suggest his, uh, his first book, the Dr. Gundry's diet evolution is a great one. Yeah. Specifically, you said he works with a lot of autoimmune patients and I have found just through what I do that lectins can be a big trigger specifically for autoimmune patients. And so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for people who have autoimmune diseases, I mean, you've got to knock out lectins, which are mm -hmm. in, you know, a lot of the foods that we eat, uh, grains, certain plant foods and, and nuts and those kinds of things. So yeah, I like a lot of what he does. 
I tend to lean a little bit more towards a, a meat-based diet, uh, specifically uh, red meat, I think is, has gotten a bad rap, and, and he tends to lean more mm-hmm. towards a plant-based, although he's not opposed to, to certain meats. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he, he gives like a lot of what he says. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's the thing that I want people to take away from this book is that there is a little bit that you can learn from everybody, but don't feel like you need to follow exactly what everybody is doing. Everybody has something different that works for them. And uh, no, there's just amazing little tools and snippets. Like I said, there's uh, always benefits to eating more fresh foods and things like that. And if you do happen to have autoimmune diseases or, um, you know, it can help people as well, just on average to, uh, it can, you know, there are benefits to avoiding too many lectins and things like that as well. Um, but that's, you know, to a certain extent, um, and it's not something to, you know, stress out about, um, if you don't have those sort of issues, but, um, no, there, there is a lot to learn from each of these people. And like I said, it's kind of, uh, take the information that you like. If you read through my book and find one or two people that you really connect with and want to learn more from, then, um, you know, you can always read their books and listen to them more, um, or just, you know, take in the information that I give you based on them. And if you get more tips from those people, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. So finding what works for you. Okay. Uh, so the next one you studied is probably my personal favorite and, uh, that is Ben Greenfield. So yeah. Ben was one of the first guys I started listening to, uh, I guess years ago when, uh, I just kind of started making this transition away from the, you know, sick model, what I call the sick model of healthcare. Mm-hmm. And I like Ben because he's, um, he's obviously uh, very well versed in nutrition and exercise, but he's also a little bit, uh, you know, does some crazy stuff, a little bit of biohacking, which, uh, I enjoy doing personally as well. So anyway, mm-hmm. I just, I really enjoy listening and I've learned a lot from Ben Greenfield. So tell me just uh, kind of summarize what, what you've learned from him. Oh, yeah. by the way, he's, he's, uh, an author of beyond training as well as, um, a, a big book called boundless, which is just full of, of, of information. Uh, he's written, uh, some other books as well as a host of a, uh, podcast. And so he, he's been around this field forever. So, uh, yeah, yeah. go ahead. T- tell me what, what you got from him. Yeah, no, it's cool that you're, uh, you're well-versed in these people as well. Like I said, there's so many people, it's tough to uh, get all the information from all of them, read all their books and things like that. So that's why, you know, I made my book to try and um, more for people who don't know about the podcast space, just another way to, uh, you know, get these people inoculated to um, all these amazing people that are, like I said, just trying to give as much value to as many people as possible. And Ben Greenfield is just a great person who um, connects with so many people, just the way that his quirky attitude um, and the fact that he kind of makes it fun. He makes it a fun experience to be able to kind of quantify what you're doing in the gym. And so, um, you know, working with things like heart rate variability and different tools. Um, I don't want to get too far into heart rate variability. There's a lot to that, that you can learn from him. You could simply look up a podcast, the Ben Greenfield fitness podcast, and look up an episode on heart rate variability. And, uh, but any, uh, a lot of, there's a lot of tools you can use to, uh, to do that and use that to see, you know, in the morning, if you're ready for a workout, 
um, if you're in a good zone or if you should kind of take it, take it easier that day. Um, and so quantifying things and same thing with Sean, you know, quantifying sleep, but um, Ben Greenfield is definitely more into that and using different tools. And he also, as I mentioned, goes, uh, he calls it being a fat burning machine, basically using fat for fuel rather than carbohydrates and um, leaning more towards like a keto type of diet um, and really limiting your carbs and the value of that. Um, and it's just a different, a different sort of diet. And that's really what drove me down, um, studying all these different people too, is realizing how many different diets out are out there and, uh, really, you know, why different diets work and things like that. And it, it, you know, it's, it was fun for me as I was learning from Ben to, uh, really there's a good eight, nine months where I was limiting my carbs to, um, at most 50, 50 grams of carbs per day. Um, and there were definitely, I feel I had more energy than ever. Um, and then I realized, you know, as I was trying to build muscle, it's not as feasible if you're trying to gain mass because it's tougher, at least in my, in my, uh, experience to, um, build mass while also, uh, eating on a keto type of diet. I know there are people who can make it feasible. Um, but for me, you know, it helps to kind of boost my carbs so I can get those extra calories and do, uh, more workouts and things like that. But yeah, his, his big thing is being a, a fat burning machine and people who don't know Ben Greenfield, he is a, uh, I want to say former triathlete. I don't believe he does triathlons anymore. Um, but he does still do obstacle races and some crazy things like spear fishing and things like that. And like I said, he's just a really quirky guy who, um, is awesome to learn from. He also was a physical trainer back in the day and has won a bunch of awards for, uh, his work as a physical trainer and helping people, uh, with that. And now he has you know, so many books and different ways that he reaches people through his podcast. And, um, you can look up, uh, I believe it was his mind Valley talk on YouTube. And that's one of my favorite, um, favorite conferences was listening to him at Mind Valley. Just um, now he, he's an awesome person to, to look into if you uh, want to make your health and fitness journey a little more fun and start to quantify stuff. And he's also big into the sauna and the cold thermogenesis as I am. And mm -hmm. that may be one reason why I like him is like I said, he does yeah a little yeah, bit more extreme stuff like that. So yeah, there's so many so many things that he's into and yeah, just for faster recovery, using the sauna right after you work out mm -hmm. um, and using an ice bath and getting in the value of that, which leans into, if you've heard of uh, Wim Hof and the Wim Hof method, basically if people don't know Wim Hof and I didn't write about him in my book, but he's a fascinating individual who um, gets people used to ice baths and kind of stressing your nervous system and training it so that they can uh, walk up Mount Everest in shorts. And he actually takes people on trips to Mount Everest and uh, brings them along the journey and trains them through that so they can accomplish that, which is really an incredible, incredible thing. Um, yeah, the, the value of ice baths. And I, you'll see a lot of people like LeBron James and big names in the NBA using that as a tool to, um, and people will say it really 
puts people ahead of the game and helps with recovery as well. And uh, there's a lot of benefits that come from that. And that's still, you know, a new field that's really uh, interesting. And it's, it's, you know, fun for me to, to, I think at the end of the day, I like to take cold showers because I realize, you know, I don't want to keep my, and that's something I learned from Sean too. That's these all kind of go together. Um, keeping my body temperature cool as I'm trying to head to bed. Cause if I take a hot shower right before bed, it's going to take me an hour or so to fall asleep. If I take a nice cold shower uh, and there's some extra benefits there as well. Um, yeah. Ben is also, uh, you know, he talks a lot about doing like coffee enemas and stuff like that. And, and I have not joined him in doing that uh, as of now. So yeah. Yeah. Usually when I, when I bring up coffee enemas, that turns people off and they don't want to <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, this guy's a quack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, said, I have not, but, have not, uh, not gone there yet, but, but yeah, no. he's, I, I enjoy him. Yeah, um, no matter how adventurous you want to be, he's, he's there for you. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, all right. So the next guy, I was actually kind of surprised to see, uh, Michael Matthews. And yeah. I was actually familiar with him and read his books just because I do a lot of weightlifting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I typically don't see him in the conversation with all these other names that we're mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, I love his advice on weightlifting, uh, so he he's an author of Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, as well as Thinner, Leaner, Stronger. He has his own podcast called Muscle for Life. Really like his advice on weightlifting. I don't know that I agree with him uh, on everything nutritionally wise, uh, but just talk about kind of how you found him and and what you got from from studying him. Yeah, so he he really is a uh, amazing individual as well. And all these people, like I said, I wanted to bring as much variety to the table as I could. I didn't want everybody who um, I looked for something a little different than a fat-based diet. And like you're saying, he's, he's different in saying that, um, you know, he does want people to eat a little more carbohydrates if they're looking to gain muscle. And from my experience that helped me gain mass. And so I kind of take it as an approach, whether I'm trying to build muscle or lose fat, whose advice I'm leaning towards the most. Um, and I'll say when I'm trying to cut weight, I do, you know, eat a little bit healthier and I pay attention to different things than if I'm trying to bulk up and eat more calories. Um, and it makes, you know, it makes it easier and it helps me at least. Um, and it's really, you know, a cool thing to be able to do that, not have, you know, one diet that works for me, but different diets that work for whatever goals I have in place at the time. And so, yeah, Mike Matthews is really focused on muscle building and bigger, leaner, stronger is really the basis of, of what I, of what I do for, uh, building strength. And when I'm in the gym, so he goes over the big three, which are the, the bench press, the squat and the deadlift and wants you to start with those exercises. Um, and so you can, you know, progress on those the most. And those are the most crucial to see progression in strength. Um, So he always starts his exercises with one of those and kind of bases his program around each day uh, being off of that. So if you're doing arms, then, you know, it's off of the bench press. If you're doing legs, then it's off of the squat and it's really push pull press. So pull is off of the the deadlift. And he gives you a bunch of different variations of those lifts. If you don't happen to have a barbell or the right, you know, equipment for it, you know, he has 
a uh, dumbbell uh, program that runs with it as well. So really flexible. And he does still encourage a healthy diet. He, you know, tells people, you know, to, it's obviously great to eat most uh, fresh natural foods and to try to eat, you know, at least 85% of your diet to try and keep healthy um, and natural fresh foods. Yeah. So that's really the basis of his programs. He really got a lot of his ideology from a lot of people have been using the program starting strength, Mm -hmm. which is huge right now based off of a lot of people are finding it through Reddit. Um, And I I can't remember the author of that, but, but he uh, basically took, took that. So I I also want to say I learned a lot more from him than just uh, muscle building strength gain. Um, but also motivation, inspiration. If you look at his book, The Little Black Book of Workout Motivation, it's a very quick read, but it's amazing. And it's, it teaches you on different ways to set goals and different challenges you can do uh, for yourself. So um, I'll say one of his challenges is you wear a wristband and basically he calls us the, I think it's the no complaint challenge. I think he, um, takes his challenges from uh, other resources as well. So, um, but yeah, basically you try to not complain for two weeks. See if you can go 14 days without complaining. So you'll wear a wristband on your right wrist just to remind yourself. Um, And if you happen to catch yourself complaining, even if it's a simple thing, you switch what wrist it's on. So then you got to restart the next day and try to make that 14 days. And that's a cool challenge. I think a lot of people do complain a little bit too much and it just brings more negativity than is needed. Um, so that's just a mindset thing. Um, and then I used his, his method for goal setting, which he brings from Warren Buffett, which essentially, um, I could go in depth if you want me to go in depth on goal setting, but, um, or I could give you the brief. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, essentially what it is, is, is uh, the two list method. And you just try to write down 25 goals that you have right now. And I know that's a lot to think of. Um, You may have, you know, 10 that you can easily write down the next 15 are more difficult. Um, it, It does take some time, but it's important that people sit down, reflect on where they're at and figure out what they need to adjust and hold themselves accountable and uh, start working towards goals and figuring that out. Um, So you write down 25 goals in all areas of life. It could be your lifestyle, your career, your health and fitness, your relationships, really everything. And they could be as simple as I want to talk to my family more often, or I want to connect with old friends, or it could be, you know, you should have two or three goals that you have that are really pushing your boundaries, pushing your limits. So then you take that list of 25 and you break it down to five goals that are most important to you and throw out the rest. Um, and that really helps you focus on those five goals. How uh, Mike Matthews puts it, if you're cooking, you only have so many burners on the stove. If you try to use multiple stoves and have 15 things going at the same time, you're never going to goals wise, you're never going to get anywhere. And if you're cooking like that, you're going to end up burning something, you're going to cause problems, and you're just never really going to get anywhere. So that's, uh, that's the basis on that. So pick 
five goals that are most important to you and stick with that. So I do that on an annual basis now. Cool. Yeah. No good advice. Okay. Yeah. I like, I like him cause um, he really goes back to the basics as far as weightlifting, which I think is important yep. focusing on the compounded lifts, as you mentioned, deadlift, bench squat and heavy, heavy weight, uh, you know? And, and so I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. And, and, Ben Greenfield, he encourages that as well. Sean encourages that as well. They are all, and it's a great thing to educate people on weightlifting that you don't, you're not going to get bulky just from weightlifting, but the amazing things you can do with, do with a barbell and the benefits of um, really educating yourself on that. And uh, like I said, there's, there's a lot more that you have to do if you want to gain mass than just, you know, lift a barbell four times a week. It's, um, you know, you really have to be trying to gain mass. Yeah. So a lot of women think they're going to get bulky. And that's a myth that Mike Matthews is really working to crush um, is that this is really just for you to reach your ideal body, no matter what your ideal body is. Um, and it's, you know, a barbell is good for so many different things, not just building muscle. For sure. Yeah. When you get stronger, it just, I mean, you get a, a ton of health benefits from it. Not, mm -hmm. not just physical changes, but exactly. Uh, exactly. Okay. Uh, so next one is a Dr. Kate Shanahan. Uh, she's been around a long time, definitely kind of a pioneer in uh, nutrition and also just with doctors who kind of broke the mold of not doing conventional, you know, what I call the sick model of care. And so she's been around a long time. Uh, and so just kind of talk about uh, her and what you learned from her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so she, like you said, has been in the space a long time. She worked in, uh, in clinics all over the U S from Hawaii to Connecticut to now she's in Florida. I'm in a lot more areas too. Um, she has been in it for, you know, 20 plus years and it got to a point where she wanted to, uh, you know, like, like all these other doctors, she wanted to find a way to, uh, educate more people on just, um, you know, improving their diets and things like that and the benefit of it. So, uh, she takes kind of a ancestral approach and what really prompted her, I believe it was when she was living in Hawaii, um, she'd see people who um, they're, she'd see, I think a, a family walked into her, her office and she noticed the, the grandmother had more energy and was healthier uh, than the grandson, <laughs> which is really, really a fascinating way to think and how we can kind of change our genetics based on uh, the food we decide to eat. Cause obviously if, if you live a healthier life, um, then that's going to affect the people around you. It's going to affect, you know, your offspring. Um, and so she goes into health during pregnancy and all these different, you know, areas of expert or areas of, um, you know, ancestral living. And um, so her, the basis of what she talks about are what she calls the four pillars of world cuisine. So she has meat on the bone, organ meats, fermented and sprouted foods and fresh foods. So again, always, it's always good to be encouraging people to just eat more fresh natural foods. And she gives all uh, tips. Basically uh, one good tip from her is to try and eat 
four cups of vegetables of four different colors four times a week. So really, you know, eating vegetables of different colors give you different uh, nutrients, which so you're getting all the nutrients and also uh, just encouraging people to, you know, eat fresh foods more. Um, and she dives into uh, from fermented foods and sprouted foods, like I said, I think um, something that's been huge for me in helping my gut health has been uh, eating yogurt, starting the day with yogurt. And I know that breaks, you know, uh, anybody who's who eats keto, things like that. Um, if they're really strict about it, they're going to say, I can't eat yogurt. Um, but there are other things, there's kimchi and things like that, that you could look into. But yogurt has immensely helped my gut health. If I have a little bit of that every day really helps, you know, just my digestive system in general. Um, so there's definitely little things that really have helped me from, from each of these people. So again, meat on the bone, organ meats, fermented and sprouted foods and fresh foods. So if you look into deep nutrition or, you know, my book, I dig far deep into that. And that's something, you know, it, and someone like yourself, you, you may have enjoyed reading my book because you get to delve even further. There's only so much that you can learn from, say, uh, a couple interviews with that person in a podcast. Um, and it takes time to read their books and to really dig into each of them. So I made sure to spend two, three months on each person so I could really get to know them. And, you know, and I got to see, you know, their incentive that they really are just trying to help I know I sound like a broken record, but they're just trying to help as many people as possible. And you can see how much work they continue to do to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I like Dr. Shanahan's work and, and I like her advice, you know, on nutrition. And, you know, one thing I wrote down from her was that there are two enemies, which are vegetable oil and sugar. Yeah. And I think sometimes people overcomplicate nutrition because there are so many diets out there. And they feel like they have to uh, be on one diet or another. Mm -hmm. But if nothing else, if people can just eat whole foods, like what right. you're saying, which I think all of these uh, people would uh, advocate, eat whole foods, limit sugar, avoid vegetable oils, as she says, which vegetable oils are going to be found uh, in, in processed foods, you know, chips and uh uh, granola bars. And of course, uh, some people cook with them, you know, canola oil, peanut oil and stuff like that. So yep. uh, those, those uh, more and more is coming out about that, about how those things are just poison. And so uh, by, by just doing more ancestral type living, you know, keeping it simple is really the way to go. Um, and, and not to overcomplicate nutrition. It's kind of yeah. a summary. Yeah. And, um, you know, if, if you start eating healthier and start eating just less packaged foods in general, a lot of the packaged foods are just coated in vegetable oil. And um, just, you know, if you just educate yourself on why that's so crucial and the benefits of eating natural olive oils, just to tell you quickly, I'm not going to dig too far, but basically the vegetable oils are so heavily processed and burned off and then reused. And um, essentially, you know, it, it is just not healthy for you. And it just hurts, it hurts your cells, it damages your cells. Um, so obviously, <laughs> um, if we can avoid that and eat olive oil and natural oils uh, instead, and those with a, um, you know, higher, uh, I want to say burn point, but 
essentially they can cook at higher levels without being damaged as much and being as damaging uh, to your body. Um, and yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So last on the list is uh, Dr. Kelly Starrett. Am I saying his name right? Uh, Starrett. Starrett. Yeah. And uh, there again, I was kind of surprised he was in there in that mix, although I'm pretty familiar with him. Uh, I have read his book uh, titled Becoming a Supple Leopard. So he's a doctor of physical therapy and has really just become well known for his uh, stressing mobility mm-hmm. uh, and flexibility. And he has a website uh, called thereadystate.com. He started the Mobility Wad, which I've used before where it's just a daily routine to um, kind of roll out some stiff areas and in, increase your uh, mobility. So yeah, just talk about him and why you decided to, to kind of spend time with uh, on him. Sure, sure. Um, again, like I said, I wanted to get as much variety as possible. And he was just a uh, great resource that I found on uh, mobility and how he stresses you know, different ways to deal with pain. And a lot of times when we think of dealing with, you know, broken ligaments and sore muscles, we, you know, decide not to use them. And, you know, he'll push the point of um, really getting the blood flowing in those areas is usually a lot better than not doing any with it, anything with it. And I've experienced that. I've um, broken my knee and then got a cast um, and, <laughs> And one doctor tells me, you know, when he puts me in the cast is not to use it, use crutches, just avoid using it for months. And then the next doctor I see when I go to see if I can take my cast off, I'm fine, says you should not have been doing that. You should be moving your leg around. And, um, you know, the more you, you know, slowly start to develop and get uh, blood flowing in there again, then it'll heal quicker. Um, and that, that's what I found. So I ditch the crutches, things like that. So that's just from my personal experience and what I've seen. Um, and that's something that Kelly Starrett pushes. Um, and, um, he really focuses on, he says there's three ways to train in the gym. He calls uh, GPP, which is general, general physical preparedness. Uh, he has sports preparation and then sports specific. So training different ways uh, based on your goals. If you have one specific sport or if you want to, you know, a couple sports that you want to be good at and, um, you know, it could align with your hobbies or just general physical preparedness. Um, and a lot of times, you know, myself as a, a weekend warrior and really all I'm really trying to do is stay healthy and have goals towards gaining muscle or losing fat, depending, you know, on where I'm at at the time. Um, that's usually where I fall into. And uh, his book, Becoming a Supple Leopard, really what it is is a, a guidebook on uh, how to do things correctly, starting with simple things like a pull-up, a push-up, um, and different stretches you can do to prepare and making sure uh, you're breathing right and making sure that your form is correct. Um, and then diving into more compound lifts like the squat, deadlift, and bench press. And uh, it was interesting, you know, being able to compare differences between uh, Kelly Starrett and Mike Matthews and uh, the different advice they give because they both have 
guides on how to do the squat, deadlift, and bench press and the proper form. There's little nuances. So it's interesting to hear um, and, you know, to learn from as well. And uh, yeah, so another thing from him, uh, one of his first videos, this might have been his very first video, was his 10-minute squat test, which is basically being able to, and that was through Mobility Wad, being able to put yourself in a squat for 10 minutes. And if you need to hold on to something to assist, that's okay. But just use it as a test for yourself on, um, you know, how strong and capable you are of basic um, body movements and the, you know, value of that. And, um, you know, doing that test could, you know, you'll realize that, you know, you may have some work to do. And through his book, Becoming a Supple Leopard, he kind of teaches you, guides you um, on how to progress yourself through movements so that you can get better and better. For instance, uh, when I was going through his book, I realized I couldn't get into a pistol squat. So then I progressed through movements and got better and better and was able to get there. It, it takes work and it's not a, it's to me, the most complex uh, movement getting into a pistol squat. But um, no, it was really some cool things to learn from him on pain and just movement and mobility and, you know, the importance of basic, uh, basic movements like the squat and uh, just a lot we can learn from him. Yeah. Yeah. I need to uh, take more of his advice because I, I don't do a lot of you know, work on my flexibility and on my mobility and I need to do more foam rolling and mm -hmm. using a, a tennis ball or whatever, you know, to roll out the tight spots. And I don't do enough of that. And especially at my age and with what I do in the gym, I need to do more of that. And I just don't. So, yeah, he, um, shoot. Yeah. He also has his book, uh, desk bound, which I really liked. And he does amazing things with, uh, his, his wife. So they both have a nonprofit program called Stand Up Kids. And what's really cool about that, and I think if anybody works uh, and teaches in the uh, in America nowadays, they'll notice that uh, standing desks are far more prevalent. So uh, their goal, and this was so long ago, this was probably seven or eight years ago, was to get standing desks in every public school in the U.S. And uh, people like Tim Ferriss had promoted it and helped fund uh, their their program. And it's just amazing. It's still going. And um, they started with with their schools in California or their kids' schools. Um, and just an amazing thing. And educating through his book desk bound and the value of a standing desk. As you can see right now, I'm in a, in a hotel. I, I had half my mind saying, oh, you should bring your standing desk into the hotel. I, like, ah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do that and go that crazy. Um, but I can't wait to get back home and have my, have my standing desk. Um, and there's a, a lot of benefit to, to that as well. And I find that I'm, uh, you know, I, I speak different. I think you may have noticed I'm very monotone, but if I'm standing up, you know, it's much, it's, uh, I'm, you know, more outgoing and more, you know, I don't know how to put it, but it also changes how I speak as well. Um, and it's, it's interesting. And uh, it's nice to be able to have that flexibility when you're working, if you work in an office space too. So. Yeah. Very cool. 
Well, okay. Yeah. So it was a good book. Um, you know, it's a nice, just kind of summary of, of all these, uh, leaders, you know, in the, in the health, mm-hmm. healthcare field. And, and so you also are working on a second book about um, motivational uh, leaders. And so just talk briefly about that, if you will, and maybe some of the people you're studying up on. Sure, sure. So I love the self-improvement space in general. And like I said, I'm, this is just another way for people to find these people. These are all incredible individuals working to Uh, benefit as many people as possible. And it's not just health and fitness where I see that, but also the motivation and success space. So being able to study people uh, for months at a time, really delve in and share that information through another means other than podcasts, because there still are not a lot of people who, uh, who know about all of this. And um, they really just listen to their doctors or Uh, read books, but don't really know the authors behind the books. Um, And so it's really an amazing, amazing, uh, amazing thing. So yeah, this first book was Inspiring Leaders in Health and Fitness, Volume 1. And the reason why it's Volume 1 is because I wanted to write about 12 individuals. And uh, it took me, I was planning on doing 12 in one year. So focusing on one individual for every month. Um, they have way too much information to possibly do that. So, um, and I wanted to, you know, publish the best way that I could. So, you know, it took two years to do six people. (laughs) So I intend on doing a volume two, that is the other six, and those will be health and fitness, but, uh, to break it up, make it more interesting for myself and kind of, uh, give variety to my work as well. Um, is to delve into the motivation and success space. And that really got me influenced uh, in this to start with. Like I said, I mentioned the names, Eric Thomas and Jocko Willink really uh, were the ones that got me uh, so interested in the self-improvement space. Um, And that led me to the health and fitness and writing this book. And, um, but now I'm focusing on people like, like that, like Jocko Willink, Eric Thomas. Right now I'm reading David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, which is just a fantastic book. Um, and he's a former Navy SEAL, but really came from nothing and was abused as a child. So you learn a lot about uh, mindset and how he was able to uh, fight past that and all the people that told him that he was going to be nothing um, and fighting back and um, holding himself accountable. And it took him a few times going through SEAL training to get there. And he had to look himself in the mirror and say, you know, I gave up, I need to go back there um, or else I'm just going to be a statistic or I'm going to be what my dad told me I was going to be. Um, and that's nothing like I need to, I need to achieve these things for myself. And he's, uh, been able to accomplish far more than that. He's ran, uh, 60 plus ultra marathons as well. Those are around hundred plus mile races, which is insane. So these, the stuff he's been able to accomplish and now as a motivational speaker and through his book, can't hurt me. There's a lot of cool tools like uh, the accountability mirror, which um, I briefly glazed over. Basically holding yourself accountable um, is, is huge. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, especially nowadays, I think it's 
it's easy to give yourself excuses and a lot of people do. Um, and I think it's important to, you know, realize where you're at. And if you're not happy with something, then you have so much power to change that in your life. Um, and it's, it's really a mindset thing and being able to flip that switch and it's not easy. Um, but it is, uh, it's crucial. Okay. Well, we'll be looking for that book. And again, the name of this book is inspiring leaders in health and fitness. Yep. Uh, and let's see, what is, what is your website where people can learn more about you or maybe find the book? Okay. And uh, I don't think I um, said the name of that second book. So the one I'm working on now is Inspiring Leaders in Motivation and Success. And that's kind of a, a working title. Um, okay. It may change. Um, okay. And so that'll be six individuals and it'll be volume one. So I plan on doing 12 individuals in each space and okay. doing a similar thing. It all falls under uh, my book series, uh, which is my website, inspiringleaderscollective.com. And that's where people can connect with me. I give out my personal email. I also give out my personal email in my book as well, which can be found on Amazon. Um, and you can get on ebook or hard copy. I have the hard copy right here. Very proud of how, uh, how nice the hard copy came out. And I just released a couple months ago and it's getting great reviews. I'm getting awesome, awesome responses. Um, and it's awesome to connect with people like, like yourself, Greg. So thank you for this opportunity. Um, I do a lot more than, than just write, but that is the basis. And uh, like, for instance, I go live each morning on Facebook, sharing my morning routine with people, just trying to give people a positive way to start their day. And sometimes I'll sprinkle in um, tips if we have a theme on, say, confidence um, and things like that. You know, I'll, I'll dig deeper um, and sometimes I'll bring up, you know, books I'm reading currently, whether it's the motivation, success or health and fitness. Um, so it really, you know, comes together and, you know, it's helping me meet new people and it's nice, uh, nice way to, uh, build a community using, um, live streams every morning. So for sure. Well, cool. Um, well on that note, uh, if you've listened to my podcast, you know, at the end of my podcast, I always ask my guests to give us one health tip that could make us healthier today. Uh, what would you say to that? Um, I would say what I mentioned before, hold yourself accountable, what, whatever it is, it doesn't matter, um, what your goal is. And this could be mental health. It could be, um, you know, your general health and fitness, but look yourself in the mirror and not just physical. Think about what you're doing, where you are in your career. If you want to feel fulfilled, you want to be successful you want to reach your next goal, you need to realize uh, what you need to work on the most. And um, it's okay to put yourself down a little bit. It's, it's a huge thing that's really helped me. And a lot of people, like I said, avoid, avoid doing that, especially nowadays. They'll say, oh, don't, don't feel bad about that. It's just one workout. It's just this. But, you know, it, you need to realize that, talk to yourself and say, it's not okay. And that'll really push you to not miss your next workout or go to bed a little earlier so that you can make your workout tomorrow. Um, and you know, sometimes it's just not okay and hold yourself accountable to that. And there's so much strength in that. 
Very good. Okay. Well, um, Jacob, we appreciate your time and congratulations on the book. It's a, it's a good book. So I encourage uh, people to, to get a copy and appreciate you guys listening and we will talk to you next time. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate uh, everything you're doing. Keep at it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to fit RX. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrant life dc.com or you can email me at dr greg at vibrantlifedc.com <laughs>